0: You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami
1: Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week.
0: Here's your host, Dan Healy,
1: brought to you by At The Miami Heat UK Social Media Network. Enjoy the show.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK based podcast. I am your host Dan Healy. Before we come to today's episode, if this is your first time listening, thank you and welcome. We are available across all podcast networks. So if you're on Apple um, Podcast, please subscribe and uh, follow us there and leave a little review. If you're on Spotify, Google Podcast, we're across it all, so uh, welcome. Uh, A little rundown of what else we do. If you're new to this account, we are across all social media platforms at the Miami Heat UK on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel called Miami Heat UK TV, which we're starting off relatively new, but there's plenty of content on there, getting almost daily with content on there now. So please check out the shows that we have on there. Uh, We've got the Heat hub show we've got tepid take show we've got the heat film room show and of course relatively new is our brand new game day from the uk live stream before every single miami heats game so come and check us out on there and subscribe that'd be great and then finally we have our range of merch which is a miami heat vice infused range of tees and hoodies so go and check out vice fits uh, on twitter on to today's episode, and I'm back with the UK residents, Darren Carter and Sam Okwara. Guys, how are you doing, Darren? You good?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you.
2: Great stuff. Sam, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, man. You? Yes, I'm all right. I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, we were, we, we recalled today, which is uh on the back of the last night's defeat to the Memphis Grizzlies, which ended our five-game winning streak. Um, this one, we'll cover, we'll start off with this. So this one... Sort of felt like a bit of a scheduled loss guys, Um, uh, missing a couple of key players, Uh, I think that was our fourth game in six days, something like that, Um, so a a, a travelling game as well, second night of a back-to-back, so this was always going to be quite uh, tough going. Bam uh, um, Adebayo just obviously come back recently from injury. So he was looking still a little bit rusty. Jimmy obviously had that knock in the last game as well. So, but not that you ever see it with Jimmy because he's always balling another good performance from him, but missing players like Iguodala, et cetera. So uh, Darren, um, I don't know if you caught the game, but again, as I said, it felt like it was one that um, was always going to end up maybe in in the L column, despite it being a close game.
0: Yeah, I think it probably went how you would, of predicted, um, as you say, I think it was you know our fifth game in seven nights, wasn't it? Um, so yeah. you know, in terms of fatigue, and you mentioned there the the likes of Jimmy and, and Bam coming off the injuries that they've had, um, I think it sort of seesawed all through the game. We started off you know pretty rough um, offensively, um, sort of brought that back in the second, and then that third uh, was it a 17-0 run from yeah. from Memphis, then um, sort of put us on the back foot, but. I thought fourth quarter, the um, grit and grind, if you like, that Memphis have always been known for. Um, I thought defensively we, we locked them down and um, sort of got ourselves back into the into the game, tied the game. And at that point, you're thinking that, you know, we've got the ascendancy, we've got the momentum, but um, obviously a couple of plays uh, down the stretch in the clutch that um, I think Bam held his hands up, didn't he, on the, the out-of-bounds one. Um but all in all, I think, like you say, before the game, I, I, I genuinely did think it might have been a game too far. Um, love the fight, love the passion. And and I think in the NBA, um, teams are sometimes some players um, accused of, you know, maybe a game where they see it as, you know, one too many and they yeah. may drop it and just, you know, um, let it be. But with this squad, you know, you could see they wanted to win it. You know, they yeah. wanted to, they knew it was obviously a, a tough game. Um, But they tried to grind it out. And in the end, like you say, it came down to literally one or two plays. So, you know, really um, pleasing to see that every game means something. You know, we want to win every game, even though, you know, looking in hindsight, it's not too bad, is it, on the back of five wins? You know, you're going to want one eventually. And if it's on a back-to-back in your fifth game in seven, um, we we can allow them that one.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it is one of those that you, you can never really uh, grumble about. that You've just come off of a five-game winning streak, and it goes obviously a lot further than that, uh, 11 out of the last 12. Um, so, yeah, second night of the back-to-back, especially on a travelling night as well. Um Having said that, Sam, to get so close and to get you know Memphis have that extra rest in us, just to take them all the way to the to the buzzer really there with that Jamarant layup right at the end um, to seal the fate. It's one of those that does sort of still get you a little bit angry, it irks you, but overall, now that we've sat down, it's twenty four hours later, you reflect on it. We can't be too uh, too upset about this one, can we?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've just come off a good win win streak, and just. From the pre-game preview, the stream team, we all thought it was going to be a close game. Yeah. And it proved to be literally down to one play. But, yeah, um, I had a few things that got me ticked off in that game. I mean, for the past, what, 12, uh, 12, 11 games, the Heat have been playing fantastic defence and we did see some elements of good defence in that game, but some of it just wasn't there. The switching was a bit late. Closing down was a bit iffy as well. And we still saw some of the issues we've got with like offensive rebounding and I saw some issues with defensive rebounding as well. Yep. But um can't really complain. It's so a back to back. Um Jimmy was questionable over the last few last two, three games. BAM's just returned from injury. And like we've said all season, this team's got a thin margin for error. So mm-hmm. if so much of that uh coming together, I can't really be mad dropping this game considering the most recent form.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's one of those that you, at first when you saw Jimmy playing, you thought was that really necessary. But having said that, you just never, you never see a drop from Jimmy, do you? Another really good game last night. Um, he's just playing MVP basketball at the moment, isn't he, Darren? Um, is there a conversation, uh, an MVP conversation without Jimmy Butler?
0: Um, certainly isn't for me. Um, no. I don't see how you can leave him out of it at the moment. Uh, just his impact this season, um, and let alone what he did last year. I know, obviously. You, you looking at this season, but I think, you know, MVP conversation will always um, look a little bit further. Um But yeah, his impact is, is incredible. And our record since he's been back um, speaks for itself. So he has to, you know, without shadow of a doubt, be involved in them discussions.
2: Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So anyway, last, since we last spoke guys over the last 24 hours, we have acquired a new player, Trevor Ariza, 35-year-old from OKC. Not that he saw a minute of OKC basketball. Um, But what do you think, what are your thoughts on this, Sam? Um, He he fulfils a need, Uh, good three-point shooter as well, versatile wings. So this, this sort of... Um, it, it covers a need, doesn't it, for what we've lost all season, really, with Jay Crowder. So, overall, um, for the cost, which was nothing, basically, uh, Myers-Leonard, who we'll, we'll, we'll briefly touch on in a minute, and a second-round pick in about 18 years' time, um, we've, got to be, uh, we've got to be pretty happy with the cost of this and uh, the player that we've acquired. No, no grumbles from you?
1: Um, yeah, no grumbles. I mean, he's not... Exactly, Jay Crowder doesn't have that much of a physical stance in comparison to Jay Crowder. But he fits nicely with what this team is about. So we've developed that sort of identity with regards to our defence. And he's a, I'd say, he's a solid defensive player. Um, the one thing we're not doing as well as we did last season is our three-point percentage. And and given last season, people didn't really consider Duncan Robson as that much of a threat. But now adding someone like Trevor Reza kind of spreads the court a bit gives them a bit of a break. So hopefully we can expect to see our three point percentage rise. So yeah, I'm pretty pleased with the addition. Um, I still think we've got a few more. I'd like to hope we've got a few more additions coming through, but yeah, no complaints from me.
2: Yeah, we, uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll come on to that in a second. So I think you're right. I think I think everybody's in the same uh, agreement here that this isn't going to be the only, uh, only move that's done before deadline. Uh, before we come to that, Darren, again, same question. Trevor Ariza, um, you happy with this?
0: Yes, definitely. I think um, I've seen the sort of Twitter mill going round and, um, you know, they're likening it to the, you know, Iguadala trade yeah. last year. So, um, very similar, as you say, fits fits the bill. Um, I've always been a Reason fan anyway. And obviously, he's a, another, you know, champion. He's, he's been there, he's done it on plenty of teams. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, a really weird situation for him, having not played since. You know, nearly a year ago, I think it is, and um, haven't been on two different teams since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listening to Spo and what he had to say about him, you know, his, his health and his physical condition, um, he seems like he's, he's ready to go.
2: Yeah, that's a good point actually, because uh that was something that I was maybe a bit concerned about the fact that it might take a couple of weeks to get up to scratch because he's not played for all year. But then we hear that he has been working out. Um I think he actually has even been working out in Miami, I think I read. Um but yeah, so he's he's keeping himself game ready. Uh they reckon he could be ready to go as soon as the next game up against the Pacers, which is incredible. Oh, wow. So that's uh that's interesting. We could be seeing him suit up very, very quickly. Uh just staying with you for a minute, Darren, then so Sam um sort of uh, led on to that there that we don't think this is going to be the end now what do you think do you think that the heat are going to target another big um, somebody that uh, can give us a bit off the boards maybe or just more height um, or do you think that defensively you know stats say we're one of the best defensive teams in the league uh, do you think that offensively again last night showed it that we're not we're not rolling at the moment offensively at all stats will back that back that up as well which I'm going to come on to in a sec but um, for me I'm I'm thinking we need to find some offensive threat here so what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think defensively, I trust this team uh, and I'll back us in you know in, in big games um, for that lockdown D when we need it. Um, I think we've got the experience and we've got the players to do that. Um, I think again, you can't uh, go away from the fact that it's been such a quick turnaround coming into this season. There is going to be, I think, the odd stretch where we may look a little bit fatigued or a little bit loose in, in some areas, but um, offensively is where you know I think we're. You know, we're we're more in need, if you like. Um, So, yeah, again, you know, looking at Twitter and you can read into so many things and so many names getting swirled around. But um, I think, yeah, it is definitely, you know, offensively we need to to have a little look and, and just add, you know, a little bit of creativity, a bit of scoring.
2: Yeah, agree. Um, Sam, before I start maybe get, getting you to throw a name or two out there, um, again, what are your thoughts? Do you think that, uh, you know, you would agree that defensively, I mean, you look at what we've just done now, adding Trevor, Trevor Ariza, you've got players like Bam, Jimmy, Ariza, uh, Bradley, um, Iguodala. Uh, you know, even Harkless to an extent, even though he's not really featured, KZ. I mean, that's Clamp city, isn't it? You're really, you, you, you've got so many options there that you can close a game with. So that's why I point to the fact that offensively, we need some more options. What are your thoughts? Do you think that, do you agree with that? Or do you think there's a name that um, uh, you, sort of comes your way that you think that might happen?
1: Um, I partly agree with you. I mean, just thinking back to the start of the season and that rough patch we went through, I don't think we've really addressed the issues we've had then given when we had the rough trap, the rough patch, we had quite a few players on like COVID protocol and injuries, but um, I feel we're still missing that sort of instant offense. Yeah. So we don't have that one player who we can give the ball. Or we don't have that extra player who we can give the ball to and who could just create a shot for himself or create a shot for his teammates as well. And we're still missing a bit of height. So game after game, we play fantastic defense only to be picked out by a one last minute offensive rebound. So, yeah, um, if ideally we can cover that within one player, so someone who can help us on the boards as well as just offense, so like I think the right term for it, like a three level scorer, someone who yeah. score in a basket, in a mid range, and in, in a three if needed. But yeah, uh, I think those are two things we need to address. Um, but I'd say we need that offense more. I mean, we played fantastic defense and there's very few games that we can say we've lost because of um, our inability or our lack of um, rebounding in comparison to our opponents. So, yeah, I- I'd be more inclined to get a more offensive player than
2: mm-hmm. a rim crasher. Yep, I, I'm, I'm with you. And I put out a video yesterday that um, with my top 10 trade targets before deadline. Ariza was in there. I think I ranked him at number four. Um, I went with Victor Oladipo at number one. Some people might uh, raise eyebrows at that because he's available for nothing in just a few months' time. So if you're going to do something now, then you'd have to give something up but we i think that the, the discussions have been had we we hear um earlier on but the cost was too high so we left the conversations i think the closer we get to the trade deadline that cost won't be as high um could you see this being the missing piece and if so do you see um what, what would you see maybe it being enough to get the deal done staying with you for a sec Sam, and then i'll get your opinion down
1: uh yeah oladipo could be that missing piece we need like i said, he. Can take He can take the ball when he needs to. He can get to the basket. And Another thing is he's a good defender, so that yes. ties back into this team's ideology. So, yeah, he could be a good piece on this team. Um, just trying to think, contract-wise, we're definitely going to have to give off someone if we're going to go for the depot. Uh, I'd rather we get someone off the buyout market, but I don't think there are many options mm. at this point in terms of like offensive threat. So, yeah, it just depends on who we have to give off and... Uh, we do have a lot of assets, I guess. But
2: yeah, yeah. I think it, it would really, if it's going to happen. Um, Houston, obviously, they've they've made their intentions clear now that this season is is now tanking season. Um, so they're going uh, to. The, the, there's no way I don't. I don't feel that um, Oladipo resigns. He's already turned down one, which he was probably expected to do anyway. Um, but let's just say it would need one money piece to make it work. That the figures work, and then maybe one uh, a player that's not playing to just fill in some of that uh, that that money uh, options, and then a piece, for example. Maybe a Kendrick Nunn, maybe a Duncan Robinson. Darren, would you do that or would you just say sit tight or do you not fancy the player at all? I mean, there are people that have that argument because he's had his injury concerns. There's been over the last year, there's been some attitude concerns as well. What do you think uh, overall? Would you do this now or would you not fancy this?
0: I'm torn. I really am. And um, I have gone sort of back and forth with it. I know I've been a big Duncan Robinson fan and. Uh, and Kendrick Nunn and, you know, I've, I've talked about my loyalties to, to players that, you know, um, have done well for us, uh, have been part of the process and um, I think looking at it now and, and just, I don't know if I'm getting carried away with our win streak or with us being back in the, the top four of the East, um, I think adding a, a, an depot now um, and, you know, going off what Sam's saying there with what we'd be able to, to give up money-wise and um, if it was a, a Robinson or a Kendrick Nunn, as much as I, you know, it would pay me to see either of them go. I think for another depot, you you, you have to do it. And if you you did it now, it's just gonna, you know, strengthen us even more. Um, obviously, the East has got stronger this year. I think we're gonna need, um, you know, more offensive as as we've mentioned. Uh, and he ticks all their boxes. You know, he's a creator. He creates for himself. He's a scorer. So um, yeah, listen, it's 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 just a tough one. Um, but purely, I think off looking at you know other teams now in the East, especially the top. Um, it's going to be tougher this year for us to to progress
2: yeah these are my thoughts exactly and that's why I think uh, um, even though there is obviously an extremely valid argument to just say look, wait it out because the idea the ideology is that he's always fancied Miami he's always been linked with us so we think that he would be very much one of the higher priorities for his signature in the summer but I think that if We've got enough now to uh, defensively to try and uh, you know let one of those bigger pieces go, like for example, uh, an Iguodala. Um, so I would be happy to give up a Kendrick Nunn, possibly even a Duncan Robinson, to make this deal happen. Now I think that move that moves the needle enough to to seriously contend to get a, a rerun back to the finals um, that's maybe a bit of a jump because you, you still see how you get past uh, the, the firepower in Brooklyn and, and Philadelphia who are looking insanely strong at the moment but I think that moves the needle enough so I think it's worth the worth the punt now it also secures his bird rights which will be um, which is an important aspect, of, aspect mm. of it and also you know if we did leave it to the summer there is no guarantee that it will come to us uh, you know we've got the bright lights of New York they're very much interested in him so new york knicks to be the face of that franchise on an improving franchise as well that's difficult to turn down so i think that it if for me as i said i ranked him at number one i say go and get vic now that's that's a bit of a game changer in my opinion um just I mean, before now we- that
1: you've mentioned the bird rights um that's really leaned me towards the the angle of getting it done now and thinking we've got expendable assets more harkless um yeah and hopefully next year Goran Dragic is going to take a discount to yeah. hopefully fund the rest of um, the Oladipo contract. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we should definitely get it done if we can. But yeah, yeah.
2: there you go. I've have swung one person already. That's good. Um, <laughs> what what just quickly, Sam? What do you think the the other option, the uh, sort of argument against is you wouldn't really want to give him max money, and I totally agree with that. I wouldn't oh, really no. want to give him max money because I don't think he's quite a max player. I think he's a he's an elite player, but he's, he's that tier down. Um, and also he's had his injury concerns historically as well. So what do you think would be a fair number, contract-wise? Mid-20s?
1: I think mid-20s will be hard to balance our books. I mean, because obviously we've got um, Duncan Robertson's contract to renegotiate if we do want Mm. to keep him. I'd say we we would want to keep him, depending on Kendrick Nunn as well. I don't know Mm. if we're going to keep him, but we've got that contract to renegotiate. Um, I'd say early 20s um okay. i'm hoping if we can get him this season then he'd probably take a discount but i mean early 20s is good money in the nba compared yeah. to other players so yeah i mean if if we can get him in that range it'll be good because when you think about the big three for example they took discounts to be together yeah. so they're gonna have to make it work somehow and bam's already guaranteed same as Jimmy, same as jimmy so, so i think going to be a discussion of if Oladipo is going to take a discount or not.
2: Yeah, I think that that would, if you get him for early 20s, I think that does sort of suit all parties because that, that would seem like good business for Miami, 100%. And also it gets Oladipo out of Houston, who's obviously in a losing team, an environment where, you know, you never got the feeling he ever wanted to be a part of anyway, into Miami where he's very much um, obviously on his hit list. So we will see. It's going to be interesting next week or so to see what happens. Uh I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic we'll see if we can make a splash but um let's move on a little bit from Vic now bringing in Trevor Ariza meant that going the other way was Myers Leonard um now we all know what happened with Myers I'm not going to go over it I've covered it um for the last few days uh, on my last podcast with Ethan Skolnick and we've also covered it on the live as well um however since um you know, the trade has happened. You've had a lot of heat Twitter that have said good riddance and bye-bye. Um, I don't really sit like this personally. I feel like he has uh, he made a bad mistake, um, but he also very much seems like the sort of person who it, within his character is to put those mistakes right. When he came out with that statement and a lot of people slagged him off for that statement because it was full of cliches, etc. cetera, um, I sort of read it as though him saying, I'm going to take ownership for it. I'm going to learn, seek out people to make ed, help me educate to see uh, the uh, how harmful those sort of words can be. And when I read that sort of thing from Myers Leonard, I believe that it's in his character to see that through. And from what the Heat have said in their goodbye statement uh, last night, uh, that is what has been happening. So personally, I said on Twitter last night, I may get some stick for this, but I wish him well. I didn't want him on my team anymore. I said that as well. Look, you know, he said what he said. I don't want him part of his team anymore, but I'm not one of those that are like burn him at the stake. And, uh, and let's see, let's hope he never has another NBA game because I believe that mistakes happen and he can learn from them. Darren, what are your thoughts on this? Do you, are you good riddance or do you feel like that's a balanced, uh, argument for what I just put forward there?
0: No, I think I, I agree with you. And, and again, I think you have to take people on, on face value and, and, in terms of how he presents himself. Even before this, you know, I've always looked at Leonard as a guy that is straight-talking. You know, he, he, he seems a, a real genuine, honest guy. And um, I was pretty much the same. I think reading, you know, his statement, um, I'll lean towards the fact that, yeah, he's just made a, a really horrible mistake. And, um, I think, you know, the statement from the heat last night, what he's done in this last week, who he's reached out to, who he's gone and been and talked to, I genuinely think he'll learn from this and, and, you know, he's, he's remorseful. So, yeah. um, from that point of view, you know, yes, you, you need to move him on, um, even from a sort of roster or playing standpoint, you know, uh, I'm not too sad to see him go. Um, but yeah, I lean towards, you know, going off his his body language and how he's, um, you know, sort of um, shown himself in the past. You know, I think it was a, a genuine mistake, obviously, as I say, horrible. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's remorseful for it. I, I see that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I follow that. So we'll see. I mean, um, you know, he's not going to play any part in OKC. He was there literally just to, to uh, make the money work. Sam, do you see him having an NBA career, career again after this season? I mean, he's out for the season anyway with this injury, but do you see him having a career anymore in the NBA?
1: Um, it's tricky. It's very tricky because, I mean, you have both alluded to his actions following the statements and all that, but I mean, his career is on the line. He's supposed to say those sort of things. So yeah. um, the only thing we can go by is his actions, and he has made the right steps, and prior to the incident people would classify him as a stand-up teammate and he was always good to have around the guys. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate that you, there has to be repercussions for your actions, but, um, I hope I'm hoping that, uh, another NBA team will give him a chance. I mean, there have been situations where players have done terrible things and they've been able to get a second chance in the NBA and been able to play at this elite level. So mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, just hope for the best for him, I guess.
2: Yeah. And as I say, the, the people who have their opinions and that, obviously that's fine. You can go one way or the other. It doesn't necessarily mean evil. Anyone's right. doesn't mean I'm right with what I'm saying. Um, I just believe that, as I said, you know, I don't feel sympathy for him. It's not that. I just feel like I don't, I don't agree with the motion of, um, you know, off you go and good riddens, and you know that's the end of your career because mistakes happen. And he made a horrible one. He's no longer part of our team, so it's no longer our problem anymore. But I'd like to see him get the chance to to, to rectify. His mistake. So we'll see what happens with Myers, but I, I do, I do wish him well. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Duncan Robinson. Uh, this uh, the bait comes rolling around again, guys. We've covered it at least once, probably twice. Uh, I put a poll on just a little while ago before uh, we come on here tonight about pay him or trade him. This is an important week because you can't, you know, it's got to be one or the other. You can't let him walk in the summer for nothing. He's too valuable. So. I put that poll on, it was very tight. I think it was about fifty-two really? or fifty-three percent towards wow. um to pay to pay him. So the fan base is very split, Darren. Um you start to get the feeling that you know the, the the fan base are turning a little bit from this guy that was an untouchable basically to now he's just another guy type argument um, his stats are down from 44% from free uh, last season he's now shooting at 38% there was always going to be that regression because he's not going to get the free ride that he did last year, people will learn how to adapt to him um, across the ball, just quickly as a side uh, track here, um, everybody's three point shooting is badly down this year, Tyler Harrow, 38% last year 33% this year, Goran Dragic from 36 to 34, so not too bad. Kelly Olenek was a 40% shooter. He's now shooting 33%. So this is an issue. But getting back to Duncan Robinson, again, you know, those numbers that we spoke about uh, just a few weeks ago, around that sort of 18 million mark, suddenly starting to seem a bit high, isn't it? What do we think here? Is this going to be maybe a a lower number, or is somebody going to pay him if we don't?
0: Again, I, I... I was high on Duncan Robertson, obviously, and, and at the start of this season, coming into this this year. Um, and you always knew, I think, we you predicted there was going to be a drop-off. You know, teams were going to defend him and guard him differently. Um, he was going to see different coverage. And um, it was all about, I think we talked about it last time, that how he could adapt and what he could add to his game. Um, has he added that? I mean, defensively, he needed to get better, obviously. Um, I think you've seen probably, you know, small improvements there. But, um, you know, what else has he got? offensively or what else can he give you or add to his game? Um, I'm a little bit 50-50. I'm not sure. You know, you mentioned Hero, you know, he's got, you know, a lot of strings to his bow and, you know, he can create for himself. You know, Olenek is a, an intelligent IQ guy. Um, You know, has Robinson, you know, where's his ceiling? Because at the moment, if I was being honest, I don't see it being massively high. So I'm inclined to think that, you know, that, that money that I was maybe thinking at the start of the season has has definitely dwindled down. I think teams looking at it would be the same. Um, And that's why, obviously, I've just alluded to, uh, you know, if it was another depot type trade, I wouldn't be too aggrieved now about him being involved in that. So, um, yeah, I've definitely... I can understand why the poll was so close and people are turning. My my mindset on him has slightly changed as well, just because I haven't seen enough... um, sort of adapting from him or him adding um, anything more to his game that's going to make him uh, more of a threat.
2: Mm, Yeah, this is exactly my thoughts as well. And I think you're sort of speaking on behalf of the fan base in a way there, Darren. So, uh, Sam, same sort of thoughts to you. Do you uh, you just look at it here as, no, you pay him because you're not going to get you know, that sort of uh, attention that those players, these these specialist players are hard to come by. And we have seen some improvements to his game. Defensively, he's certainly got better. Um, so what do we think here? Do we do we stick to these numbers? Do we try and negotiate this low ball? Or is this just, just a matter of fact, though, of he's only a hot streak away from being a, a, another very important, untouchable player again, this, how fickle the NBA is these days. What's your thoughts, mate?
1: I mean, last season, he was probably the best shooter in the league, if not top three. And... A lot of it was due to the fact that he wasn't on most people's scouting reports. But now that that's happened this season, obviously his free three-point percentage has gone down. But he's still a top-ten shooter. Um, yeah. And he has added a bit to his game, his defence. I'm very impressed with the level of defence our guards have been playing, especially over the last 10, 12 games. So yeah, his defence has picked up a bit and his off-ball movements have been fantastic, well, not fantastic, but they've improved. I mean, yesterday yeah. he had like a, a nice dunk off the baseline. Mm. and he cuts fantastically yeah so um it's a bit of a question uh when we consider okay if we let him walk how are we going to replace him and the the obvious answer is struce. Uh, the question is are we going to develop him maybe not until Duncan Robinson level but up until a level that he does exactly what we need from him in game to game and that's tricky because um I won't be mad if we let him walk if we let Duncan Robinson walk, considering we can try to develop Mark stress, but Duncan Robinson is still an elite shooter, and if we don't pay him, someone else will i mean have a look at body healed he's on a max contract and he was he's similarly an elite shooter, so um I'm pretty much torn I would love to keep him um but eighteen, ninety million is too much. I mean, there's got to be a lot of balancing the books this off season. I don't know how yeah. it's going to be done. Maybe we go over the salary cap, but man, it'll be painful to see him walk because he's such an elite shooter.
2: Yeah, even this season I- still. I, complete, I completely agree. I do think that he will resign. I think the Heat are uh, higher on him than some of the fan base are. Um, they, they've held him back from a lot of uh, player negotiations here. So they obviously clearly value him. It is nice, you're right, to bring up the fact that it is nice to have that buffer on Max Struess. Um, but, you know, this that we, we can't start labelling Max Struess um, into Duncan Robinson levels yet because he's still very much in the infancy of his career. But I do like what we see. So it is nice buffer to have there. We will see what happens. This could be a big week uh, for Duncan Robinson, but- But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, I I follow what you guys say. Overall, I'd rather we see him stay, but uh, yeah, you're right to bring that up, Sam. I would not like to be the uh, the front office here trying to work out how to balance all this money. It's not an easy job. Uh, right, before we go, guys, last little uh, subject here. We've got a double header coming up against the Indiana Pacers. Pacers have sort of started off, uh, well, started off very well. They've dropped away a little bit. They're a strange sort of team, the Pacers. You don't really know what to make them. Personally, I never really see them as much of a threat. You know, they're, they're, they're a funny team. Um would we be looking to split this or is, it, is would that be a disappointment, Darren?
0: Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head. You never know what you're going to expect with the Pacers. I mean, I'm a big Brogdon fan. I, I do like him. Um, he's one of my, my favourite players in the NBA at the minute. Um, Sabonis, obviously, you know, he's an all-star calibre. So, um, listen, on any given night against the Pacers, you can expect a tough, tough game. But... Um, just the way the, the, the space that the team are in at the moment, um, coming off the you know the the road trip and um, the loss the other night, um, I think we'll go two and zero.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, both are at home as well. In fact, the Heat are now on a four game home sh- uh, r- uh, trip here coming up, um, so it does start to get a little bit trickier after the uh, well from now on really, because the Pacers are a tough team to play. I'm not disrespecting them, but Sam, do you agree with this? Is, is two and zero has got to be the target, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This, this is an elite team we're talking about. Um, what, fourth in the east, and I see that rising. I think that third spot is coming. Um would I be disappointed if we drop a game? No, if we drop two, I'd be really disappointed. Mm. But yeah, we should be expecting to win both of them.
2: Yeah, okay, great stuff. Um very quickly then, do you, last question to you both. Do you see the Heat, who is still on a tear despite last night's uh defeat? Do you see us gate crashing this top three or is top four about as good as we can hope for, Darren?
0: Uh, no, I agree with Sam. I think, you know, um, this team, just again, like, you just look at the characteristics from last night's game. You know, I think Spo related to it as like a, a mud game, you know, where it's literally just a, a grind out, you know, low scoring game. Um, again, we could have easily just dropped and, and said, you know, that's that's fine. Um, we want to win, win every game. And, you know, I, I think, our, um, you know, our player, you know, Jimmy and Bam and... Uh, just you know, now with Ariza and, and Iguodala, I think we're just built to to win games, and um, you know we won't have a night off. So, in, with that said, you know I think it's it's definitely achievable getting into that top three without a doubt.
2: Yeah, totally agree. I think top two is probably locked. I think I don't think anybody's going to see uh, the Sixers on their form and the Nets with uh, with their power. They're still playing, they're, still, they're playing so well, and they haven't got Kevin Durant playing for a while. So you just see them two going, going maybe further and further along. Um, but I think the Bucks are in our sights here, Sam. Don't you? Um, the top
1: three. Absolutely. I think we can make three. Two would be a bit of a stretch because the Brooklyn Nets are silently going to number one. Like, yeah, not much talk. There's not much talk about them going on, but they silently just equaled it with with the 76ers, I believe. I think they're both on 28 wins or was that yesterday? But yeah, I think three would be ideal. Mm-hmm. First or second will be pushing it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah to, to exactly what we just said. Yeah, I don't think you're going to catch the top two, but three is in our sights. So we will see what happens. Um Quickly, very quickly, did anyone did anyone manage to cop a, a trophy, gold earned jersey last night? No, Sam. Yep. No, I managed to get one, but um, it was uh, it was frantic. I woke up at literally four a.m., which was when it was uh, when it, when I was about to go live. Uh, went for a bam, and butler was gone instantly. Managed wow. to go, I was in the queue and in the checkout details for Tyler Hero. Uh, got all the way through to basically um, the the payment going through, and then it said sold out. Went back onto oh. the homepage, uh, all the good players are now starting to go, I went for Eudonis Haslam, same thing, got close, oh, wow. sold out, and by the time I'd come out of the Haslam attempt, it was basically Avery Bradley, Chris Silver, and Gabe Vincent, that was all that was left, so I managed to bag myself a Chris Silver incredible <laughs> so uh, there we go not, there we bad. Go. Well uh, not I'm, bad i'm happy enough i don't care to get one of those unique limited uh, editions i'm pretty pleased with so uh, there we go all right anyway darren we heard where everyone can get you from um sam where can everybody find you buddy
1: it's uh, at on twitter and samacquarie on instagram
2: Awesome stuff. Right, guys, thank you once again for joining me. We'll talk again in the week or so's time. That will uh, see the end of trade deadlines. We might be talking about some more players on the heat. We will see a really interesting week coming on. Um, But everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time out.
1: You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you
0: never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV for our latest shows and fun content.
1: That's your Miami Heat from across the pond covered. Covered. Thanks for listening.